Welcome to Rap Fiesta. Welcome to Rap Fiesta. What up, everybody? Welcome to Rap Fiesta. To Rap Fiesta. To Rap Fiesta. To Rap Fiesta. Rap Fiesta. Welcome to the Rap Fiesta podcast. It's great to have you on the podcast, brother. What's your um first name? What's up? What's your first name? It's not Rap Fiesta. It's Said. Said. Yes, sir. Never heard. I never heard of that. I never heard that name. I was like, I don't know if we ever like officially be like, hey, I'm Rami or say, okay. Um, Because we only met in passing that one time, right? Yeah, it was crazy. That was like, it's funny because I was, I've been following you for a while because I had a couple of friends who put me onto you. And mm-hmm. then like, I was like, I know I'm going to meet him one day because I live in New York City and you're always out hustling and rapping. And then perfect. Yeah, I've only been here for like a year, year and a half. Um like year and a half unofficially, but a real, uh, like about a year, not even officially a year. I get my, my lease renews next, uh, next month. <laughs> so that before? I was living in LA for like nine years and I lived in Israel for like, you know, nine months on and off just, you know, wherever I'm at, I'm always going on a month or two months kind of like music stuff and just bouncing. So are you going to stay, renew your lease back in NY? New York, yeah. New York is move. I really like it. New York. Yeah, I feel like a lot has been like happening especially around here yeah um, yeah. i like it um yeah i don't know who was the guy that that i recorded another jewish guy green tea studios boy barry yeah in la they're in west yeah he's got a couple studios down there i've known him for like years Mm -hmm. he also has a song with mick jenkins out of nowhere does barry barry knows what he's doing but he i don't think he makes music like that anymore he's more like on the managerial side he's got a couple artists he's working with he's doing mm-hmm. yeah man but i just remember i was like oh you got someone mcjenkins that's a look yeah, uh, bang it was hard i performed with him too because i uh i like that's how i whole, i started this whole thing too i was a rapper originally and then I just like stopped being in that lane as much. And I still love music so much. And I love conversing with artists and creatives. So I made this platform and it's been like booming ever since. But um, mm-hmm. I want to talk about you though, because you got a lot going on recently. You've been, yeah. You started like hustling outside New York City, all over, everywhere you can be, rapping on the streets. What made you want to start doing that? Um, I think for, for people that don't know who I am, you know, and just, for like just to come across me now it's really interesting because my history in new york goes back to like late 90s you know i'm 40 so i've been rapping out here before i lived in la and i won from like 99 to 2009 2009 i won the hot 97 battle 2010 i played summer jam Crazy. you know what I'm saying? i played summer jam for j cole sean price rest in peace uh diggy simmons um, but most notably, I remember seeing J. Cole and like Bobby Trance and seeing J. Cole come out and I'm um, like, well, yeah, man, I went from winning the Hot 97 battle to we played Summer Jam in 2010, 2012, I was in a BT Cypher and 2016, I had a Billboard charting album, um, which is like five, you know what I'm saying? Coming up, not even six years ago. And the thing is, just like the platforms during the pandemic really dropped. And I had done street performing out in LA. Um, but really, I felt as if, you know, sometimes you have to go back to the drawing board. Like, because I've done, I, sh- I should have been bigger. Like, everyone I know has been, it blew up. Like, 
I was on the tour bus with GEZ and then he was like, Oh, I just got on Vibe magazine. And you're like, damn, it's 2012. It's GEZ's in Vibe, like big deal. You know what I mean? Whatever. And you're just, you don't, you don't really put and you see the exponential growth of other people. And you're like, what, how does a culture shift that works for me, that works for me personally, that I could participate in that would be natural. And I think for me, that was street performing, you know what I'm saying? Just being outside being hustling, but not selling CDs, but just like doing street shows. And I thought, I just thought it worked for me. And then I was like, okay, seeing how, what's going viral? What's, how's the world, does the world want to see a music video or do they want to see, you know, just some crazy stuff be happening, you know, literally. All the way too is that you embody that hustle, you know, like that's what, pe- what draws people into you because they can actually get that from you on a real personal level and connect with you. And then they go and they're like, oh, well, I'm seeing him perform in real life. Let me go check out his music. Like you drew them in like that. Yeah. That, I buy too. Like, yeah, I can hear a hot song, but if I don't know the artist and like I can't actually connect with them on a personal level, what's mm-hmm. listening? So like, that's what I love that you do. I love that. And just, you know, a lot of other people are into, you know, the fashion, the nightclubs. Um, me, I'm sober over 17 years. I really don't like going out. Like I'm not in the club. I'm not with the bottle service. I'm That's not. Me about you also, because the rap scene is like crazy girls around, drugs everywhere, alcohol everywhere. Like Even if you're not into it, yeah, it's like it's a, that's like what if you would think of like New York or maybe L.A. stuff, I just. I was like, I would look at a place like that and say, I'd rather rap outside this place than go inside because I'm not going to go buy you, um, buy you a, a drink or, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even buy, like, it's a rule of mine. I think the only rapper I've ever bought a drink for or anybody was Gangsta Boo. And I, and I love Gangsta Boo and I have songs with her and I've known her for years and she's really put me onto a lot of, and, but other than that, that like, I wouldn't buy a drink for <laughs> anybody. And that's just a rule I have as the way I live my life. It's just something I don't do. So for me, I looked at it as like, hey, you could be in here or you could be out here. And I thought, you know what? When I become the artist that everyone's looking at, you know, to, to, to be that artist, to be inside, then I'll be that. But until then, like, I'd rather just rap outside and, and who knows what could happen. I mean, maybe like Jim Carrey will just jump on the mic with me and, or... Um, Gaten from Stranger Things, which is, has happened, or Jeff Goldblum, has, you know, we've done stuff like that. And the thing is, I do go into those things. It just, it, it, it just doesn't what it isn't what fit fits me. You know what I mean? Um, I'm trying to to level up in the world of fashion and all these things, but like, really, I'm an underground hip hop dude with a hoodie and and sweatpants or joggers, and I'm just like ready to bar up, like. And I started doing different things in suits and dressing really extravagantly uh, costumes. Moses, I started doing these things as dressed as Moses and they started going viral. And I'm like, okay, once you hit an age where you've seen it all, and I'm literally telling you, I have seen it all. I've seen the cycle go from like underground hip hop to like ASAP Rocky's movement to back to boom bap now. Um, you're, you're just like, hey, this always does work. I'm going to be rapping in another 10 years, probably still. What works now? Like, let me try something different. Doesn't work. Okay, try something new, try something new. But 
that is sort of what's been exciting me. And this year specifically, I've been doing, I picked MSG, Madison Square Garden, the Knicks. And I'm like, I'm just going to wrap up all the Knicks games. And that's sort of how I developed a lot of my new buzz recently through the Knicks. So do you and, that, what do you think is the most, um, like the best niche for you right now that out of all of the things that you've tried, do you think it's wrapping outside or dressing up in crazy costumes? Um, the best niche for me is to make it his song. You know, I just had my first viral song. I mean, I had my biggest song in my career it was the Hanukkah song with Nassim Black. It got 200,000 views in like, I would say almost two weeks, but it's really been a month, but it's, it really got up to like 180 in like a week. And then it just after, you know, Hanukkah slowed down, but it still got 20,000 views after Hanukkah, you know, no ads, no nothing. Right, because when you get so many likes, it's, it's just popping up more. How did you connect with Nassim originally for that record? I knew Nassim Black through through 2008. I knew Nassim Black before he was Jewish, when he was doing stuff with Jake Jake One in Seattle and like Mac. I was really into that underground rap scene of like Rhyme Sayers and Seattle. Seattle, I would say, was the second home to like Rhyme Sayers just because this dude Grease was out there. And I met Nassim Black and there was another, there was some other dude named Grinch they have the literally the nicest rappers just period and their visuals at that time were ahead ahead of the game of new york anybody i put all my money on seattle really just 2008 2009 seattle um these are people that are investing you know five ten grand into music videos at that time as underground rappers i was like yo how are they doing this um and D Black was a rapper and that was Nassim Black. And this was, you know, I was just watching his stuff and he was just buzzing. He had the same publicist that the biggest rappers in the world have now, Audible Treats, like, you know, just doing all the trap rappers. And he was part of that. So to see him go from there to then the Jewish community, mind you, I had been on tour with Modest Yahoo. Nassim Black wasn't Jewish yet. And then now working with Nassim as he is, as you know, not to say as Jewish as he is now, you know, just as Jewish as everybody else, but it's, it's, uh, you could only see where like my mind is like, damn, it's crazy, you know? Right. <laughs> and he's living in, you know, in Jerusalem. So Beit Shemesh actually, and just, you know, a lot of kids and it's, it's amazing, man. He's a great songwriter. So it's really cool to see him making this Jewish music, but it's just coveted with all this songwriting, you know what I mean? It's just good songs. And, we made this song and, you know, I was like, wow, man, I, when you ask the question, what's the best thing that's working for you, having all of that as one people seeing you on the street and then they're going to check your music and then they see that your music is popping. They're like, why are you on the street? And you don't understand because of my lifestyle, I really don't. And the way, the way the internet is, it's like, and, and the way, you know, with COVID, and pandemic is really hard to connect to people unless you got shows, but there's no shows. All the shows are getting canceled again. So to me, that's like the ultimate thing is to have a hit song and to really be popping online and really get people say, Hey, I seen you now. Let me check it out. Let me go see this. And it's just a whirlwind of content and, and concerts and music and podcasts. And you just continuously hammer, you know, the nail, and, you know, ultimately that leads to, you know, business. I think you know? nice formula, especially during like COVID, like you said, you can't perform while well, you'll take it to the streets. Like they can't shut the streets down. 
But can't. Like, oh, they can't shut kosher down either, man. It's going can't shut me down. And you know, I rap on the street and I take 30 seconds and it gets 5,000 views on TikTok. And then you go on the train and it gets another 5,000. And then people are like clicking on the links in your bio and they're finding your music and you're just on the train. And then people just, they're just people that like subway content of New York. I mean, subway creatures, these accounts have millions. So now you're, you're, you know, you're working with the blog pages is the new, is the new MTVs of, you know what I'm saying? of really like leaking out your 42nd, your 62nd pieces, your 22nd pieces. And that's the stuff. It's like, first you got 15 seconds of you rapping with Fat Joe or 20 seconds and Fat Joe's rapping 40 seconds. Next video, I'm rapping 50 seconds, Fat Joe's just watching. Next one, now we got a whole song and it's a song with me in the scene. So now it's like a minute and 30 seconds of me rapping. And then the next one is just me rapping and it's viral too. You know, and now just everyone is, oh, and then you're collabing and now I'm collabing with you and collab with him, her producers. Now all the big producers are reaching out to you. And the thing is, there's a lot of people that see your vision, but it's really hard to make the vision unfold with like limited resources financially and just having a whole team. And, and then seeing my song with Nassim get on the radio, get on Z100, get on Hot 97, get on Shade 45, get on Paul Rosenberg. And you're like, yo, What's the next step? Okay, I didn't have the proper team in place to really push it all the way through. If we had the song prepared three weeks in advance before that, what would have happened? You know what I mean? Would we have been on a late night show? And so the virality of New York, like this year, I made stuff that was on a late show with Stephen Colbert. I, so I saw some of the stuff that I was doing, these ideas I had, and I'm like, okay, I know how to do this. So now what's the next move? Um, and the next move is to really back it up with songs, right? Cause songs are forever. They stand the test of time and you make money on them and, and people, they could blow up six years later, five years on TikTok and all that now, you know, I'm a big fan of the rush strategy when it comes to situations like yours. Cause like, what if you had another, another hit ready to go right after that Hanukkah song to carry the momentum mm -hmm. and with his strategy? What's it called? A strategy, like Russ the rapper, how he came up, how he oh, Russ strategy. You called it Russ. Yo, bro, uh, speak uh, speak on it because yes, it's like basically you don't drop the song yet until you have the whole arsenal ready. So you'll you're preparing for a year. You got a, you make fifty two songs in that one year, and then every week you'll drop a song. Each week that song is the promo for the previous week, and then once you get that viral hit, you don't have to worry about going back into the booth and creating something fresh. You already have another song to drop right away and ride that momentum. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know. I'm not a lot of artists do that because it's hard. There's so much prep. That oh, it's hard. I don't have to work on freestyling, right? I mean, that's how I work on freestyling. How do you practice? I make more freestyle videos. <laughs> I get out and I go rap about this or rap about that. And I just did, um, there's an interview with me and Harry, you know, Harry Mack, Harry Mack is, other one of the biggest most successful viral freestyle rappers period and he's you know we i just did an interview on his youtube and and um we did a freestyle together and we, we're just talking like you know what freestyle rappers don't have that that songwriters have is that we don't have songs you know what i'm saying people know me for my freestyles they don't know me for my songs now i have the experience of people being like yo going on tour with nasim we have shows this whole month and we're doing the song and people know the words to the song because 
200,000 views and 50,000 views and, and 40,000 streams and this many here and that many there and all the other pages that posted it. We probably got like half a million on that song, right? Really, even though it's 200,000 on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter, et cetera. So in every city, there's at least five to 10 people that know all the words to that song. You know what I mean? Just like statistically, you know what I mean? In, in a situation, if you got a million streams on the song, you're about to sell 50 tickets in every in everything. If you got if you got a song with 50 million, you could probably sell 100 tickets in every city in America just off the rip because everyone wants to hear that. That's that song. I know that song, you know. Um, and the thing is, is it do you want one song with do I want one song with like I think I got my Spotify stats this year and it was like 500,000 streams per year. And I'm like, do I want 500,000? on like four songs I released, or do I want 500,000 on 50 songs? And just every song is like a dope and 5,000, you know, it's cool. 10,000 streams on a song is dope, especially if you're not paying for these streams and people are just finding you. And because if you dig me, you're going to listen to 50 different songs. If you really dig it, you're just going to play the list. And then these things just, and you're becoming like a real fan. Now you're buying my shirts and you're buying my hats. Now you're buying, you know, and that's really what that, this year I'm trying to do the rust thing. Like I want to do 50. So I just recorded my first song the other day. I was like, okay, this is it. My boys like go back and just change this one thing, put it out. Boom. I did another collaboration with my man, Flint Flossy. He got a hundred thousand on his YouTube. We released that. I'm going to do some stuff with everybody in New York. I got a whole list of all the artists I'm collabing with. I'm sending out, you know, the emails, you know, I got my big artists. Hey, I want to collab with you. Like what's it going to cost? I don't, I know you'll do it for free, but I need, I need you to do it now. You know what I mean? I don't want you to do it whenever you want. I just, I'm on a timeline. You feel me? So I'm trying to have this whole, this whole thing, you know, consistently releasing and releasing and releasing. And, and it's exciting, man. Like I'm doing tons of collabs. And so this year, this is the year where I'm, it's song kosher. It's lyrics. It's writing, it's writing, it's writing, it's writing. And before I was a freestyler, I was a writer. You know what I mean? I feel like, you know what, I have a question about, like, do you feel like being so heavily into the freestyle scene that it's can, it's, can box you in in a way as being known as the freestyle rapper instead of being shown the respect as someone who drops music like as a as a like a global artist? If you get the question I'm trying to ask. Yeah, no, I get it. And that's what I'm trying to change that. I like so, that. I mean, freestyling is easy. I, could, I told, I had a conversation with my girl the other day. I was like, I don't need to be outside rapping for three hours. I could get my freestyle videos on a train. Boom, boom, bing, bing, bong. Like, that's it. Take the L train home and that's it. And then I post those videos and I got my train. I got my street raps. Okay. And you make your little, you know what I'm saying? You make your couple donations, whatever. That's, that's just a, you know, get a couple coffees and you know what I'm saying? Pay a light bill, whatever. It's, it's not even about that. For me, it's about, okay, you're playing a big show in New York. You're doing outside this content. All these other pages need content. They need, this is this, in New York, what I do is celebrate it. In other cities, it's not. In New York, they want to see people doing crazy stuff on the train, streets, New Year's, anything, rapping. My first viral video was me rapping in a blizzard on Hanukkah. Like it was a blizzard. Yeah, bro. Um, blizzard. Freezing. And, what happened? Freezing cold rapping in the middle of a New York Northeast. Yeah, people love that. They're like, New York is back. Like the crazier thing you could do in New York, the better it is for you, right? 
because the, the uh, New York is known for a hustle. Like if you can't hustle out here, go like move home. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's expensive here. Um, there's a lot of rejection in this city and you're most likely not going to make it. And everyone loves that. People love the Kickstarter. They don't want the Indiegogo. Kickstarter, it's all or nothing. Indiegogo, like you could settle for less. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's the thing. So um, no cap on Kickstarter or Indiegogo, but like it is an all or nothing city. And if the city accepts you and you, and you crack off here, like it's exciting to see that. And a lot of people, I realized once I had the video with Fat Joe, um and that virality people are like okay what's next like how are you really gonna top you're, you're gonna do that i tried to go to uh you know the um I, this year i did everything i dressed in suits astronaut easter bunny um blizzards uh rainstorms with the umbrella um red suit blue suit green suit you know st pat i did I, I dressed in like eight suits really eight or nine. And then I'm like, end of the day, <laughs> yo, that is what's going to be. But when you have a song that's on the radio and you can give other people something to attach with the viral videos that you're doing anyway, that's the move. That's the move that's saying like, yo, now you're on the radio. Now these people want stuff from you. They, they know that you have a song that could go from Hot 97. We had the first Hanukkah song ever on Hot 97, Z100, 107.5. We had, uh, and Paul Rosen, Eminem's manager's playing it on Hanukkah radio. He's playing on other stuff. And um, to me, I'm like, damn, who's, whose fault is it that they don't have another song right now? It's my fault. You feel me? Um, so you got to have another song ready to go. Boom. And another song ready to go. Boom. And another song ready to go. Boom. And another song ready to go. And it just makes it easier for everybody. It makes it easier for my distro. They're pitching me. They're like, yo, this is what Dill's got. Dill's has 40 songs in the chamber right now. We're all loaded up and they all have artwork. And they all, and, and 10 of them have music videos. And, and we have primary artists. Um, you know, I'm like, I'm trying to do songs with all my homies that I know. You know, anyone from Roots of Creation, a reggae group to Travi McCoy to, you know, people I know. Like I know everybody knows me and i know everybody as i should because i've been in this game for over a decade strong really just having stuff crack off i was in the bet cypher in 2012. old dirty bastard son come out to my shows to do you know oh baby i like it like sing you know to my shows which is bananas if you think about that because a lot of people know me as oh you made a hanukkah song with nasim black or oh you do you know so my i i just had a discussion with a guy that put me down with um, a lot of stuff in New York and just overall many years, just a lot of my, just a lot of like my creative. And um, he's like, if you know these indie rock superstars that like you and you got Portugal, the man sharing your stuff and you got these people, it's like, you should just have songs with all these people ready to go. Cause it's gonna fuck everyone's head up when they just see it in the press and nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. Like I thought December was your month. Damn, January is your month. That's your month. March is crazy for you. So it's to really. Well, your, your resume is built up so much too. Like when people find people get interested from that Hanukkah song, they're going to dig into you and see all the other cool stuff you did. Like I did, you know, I saw that you were signed with DMX. Like, how was that? That was insane. I battled DMX. I would say DMX battled me. He just like, yo, you rhyme spit something. And then he just started going at me. And then I started rapping. In front, I was like, yo, go at DMX. This is just crazy. 
It's crazy. And he just kept going at me. And you think of like iconic moments of life that no one would ever believe unless there was video. And that was a conscious moment when people weren't even filming like that. People weren't doing that. And it's like you give somebody your old raggedy like USB thing to film and then goes up on the YouTube and Vlad TV posts like white guy battles, you know, and they they're all doing what they do, you know, and you would never think that that video alone is going to stand the test of time. And then there's so many other things within that, you know what I mean? Um, I have so many moments like that. So that's why it's only fair that one of those moments really adds on to me, like the, from there to the fat Joe thing. And then fat Joe bringing me on stage this year and all that happening within the same year. Um, the only thing that could have been really better is if I had a song with DMX after that happened or to really just have the courage to be like, yo, what does it take to get a song with you? Okay. It costs 10, 15 grand right now. Like, you know what I mean? Okay, cool. Like just to even be able to operate like a major label without having a major label and saying, okay, like it's fine. And we need 30,000 or 20,000 or 10,000 or 5,000 or whatever, but what is it and how do we make it efficient? And how do we make this a machine? Cause this is like the material that I have with me in my apartment and here where we're at in our little place. Cool to know. Cause it's my job. It's not anyone else's job to make me pop. You know what I'm saying? And that means me hiring the right people. That means having the right team in hand. That's like, Oh, instead of, I don't need more people say congratulations. I need like the right army, the community. It's like, yo, we knew this was going to happen deals. We knew it. This is the moment everyone assemble, hit the streets. And like, you know, that's it because it is exciting because you're, we're going to have this conversation and then another, and in a week from now, we're going to see another announcement and you're going to be like, yo, you didn't tell me that because I got stuff in the cannon. I got stuff in the cannon, right? I got stuff in the email right now. And you're going to be like, yo, that's crazy. <laughs> it, it, it is it is dog. it is it is it's crazy but the idea is the rust method is just consistency because it's every week is going to be bigger no matter what even if you're with or without anybody you know what i mean because by the fourth week people are catching on and people love to get behind something you know what i mean and that's the thing with street performing is that some people are like when does it end when does it do it and you know for me it doesn't end, but now it's like, I'm only, I'm being more selective of like when I'm doing it. And, and uh, you know, I go to the Knicks games cause I got the, I got the whole we outside till we inside thing from the Knicks games with that show. And that became like its own brand of we outside till we inside. And now we're starting this year, we're getting inside, you know, that's the whole concept of me rapping outside is that they only I'm only outside because I'm not inside yet. You know, I, I rapped outside the Grammys and I got a commercial. That was, uh, that was my first big hit from rapping outside was that I got a, I got a, I got a commercial in a Chevrolet thing where I was just like acting and I got paid, I don't know, it was probably like 50,000 or something like that. And I got it, but it was like with, with taxes and everything come out to like 33 or something like that, 30. Um, you get it from Sack. And this was like the first thing was like, okay, the reason why I rapped outside the Grammys was because my guy that produced my album was nominated for a Grammy. And then that year I also did Warp Tour. And and Warp Tour at that time booked me. It was a CAA, I mean it's creative artists. It's the biggest, biggest agency in the game. 
So I went from like being just, you know, underground to being like, whoa, this is this mentality that I have is is the right mentality. I'm underground. I'm hardcore. It aligns with what I believe in of being like a like this guerrilla warfare rap stuff, whether it's pop music or rap music or hardcore bars or anything. It's just relentlessness, relentless, relentless to show up, show up early, stay late rapping outside the biggest festivals like you want to play coachella the thing is and i play coachella i played as a guest and coach did you know that i didn't know that that's crazy how'd you get that I, I'll, I'll tell you the story so it's like i play coachella with my boy dj ethos and um the i just did a guess i have my span hebrew song it's spanish hebrew english and they spin they spin one baton and they spent a lot of Spanish Latin hip hop. And um, they, uh, the, the DJ crew is called Subsuelo. It's like they throw parties in LA and there's closer to the weeks of Coachella, there'll be like more local acts that get on the first of like the day in Sunday or Saturday on a major stage. If you get a gig at Coachella, you're only gonna get at my level or anyone early my level, you're gonna play first. You're not gonna play in the middle of the day. Right. So if you play outside Coachella, you act more people are actually going to see you. <laughs> Technically, you probably make more money rapping outside of these these places. Right. So it's like, why not do both? Because no one in the history ever has. So there's really no formula to say what works and what doesn't work to make you grow unless there's a machine behind you that you got, you know, Billie Eilish's booking agent or or you got, you know, 50 cents booking agent or Cara Lewis, or I don't know, someone that's so big, that's ready to grow you and put you on all these things. Cause they're a G, but if you're getting by yourself, it's like, why not, why not do both? So the, so, so for me, it was like, Hey, I'm, there are people in the game. The, the, the guy that produced my last album, Sam Barsh, he did 10 or 14 tracks. He just, he's nominated for a Grammy for working on Kanye's hurricane. There's 10 people that worked on hurricane, but he's one of them. And it's like, these people, just because you got a good producer doesn't mean your song's going to get heard. Just because you got a good manager doesn't mean your stuff is going to get heard because they only get 15% of what you make anyway. So how do you expect them to give you 100% when they make 15%? This is bars for anybody to, that's wondering what's going to happen. The only one's going to make it happen for you is yourself. So it's up to you to make 50 songs and release 50 songs a year. It's not, it's not no, no one managing Russ is like, you know what you should do? You should make, you know what I mean? That was his decision. You know, what I mean, look where he's at. Did it all himself too. That's like, I, I, he's he produced every single record that he dropped when he was coming up like that. And he still he does it. He recorded himself. Like he gets all of these credits. He made. I'm sure he made his own art. I recorded the Hanukkah song right here, and this, and I got to, and and that's the on on the the fridge is the money that Fat Joe gave me and Jada Kiss the twenty dollar bills they gave me, and I put that there for real. It's right, it's right there, yeah, and and I do it right here in my and right here in my crib and. I've dropped thousands of dollars to record a studio or whatever. But the thing is, I don't mind even if the Russ method fails for me, really. But it would just be nice that people would start being like, yo, I follow your Spotify. You're always dropping hot songs instead of, yo, I always know you for freestyling. And it's really up to you how you get people to perceive you. It's like, um, you know, we outside till we inside is just basically the mentality that no one's going to open a door for me. Um I'm not the young, I'm not a young spring 23 year old artist. You know what I'm saying? I'm 40. You know what I mean? But if you look at culture right now, people are, people want 
my fan base is younger now. And if you look at my stats, my, my fan base is younger now when I'm older than it was when I was younger. Because when I was younger, I was trying to impress all the old heads. And now when I'm 40 and trying to just impress my own life and just be successful for myself, that younger people are gravitating toward that. And they love the hustle because it's like what people are into. People love DIY culture. People love that. I just don't give a fuck that I'm, that I'm like on New Year's, you know, rapping outside, go make $300 or whatever. And yes, yo, you know why all the other New Year's shows were, were canceled. So if your show's canceled, and you don't play, that's your decision. But I decided to go out and do my own thing and go make 30 new Instagram followers. And, and that's what I decided to do. You know what I mean? Records by yourself too and engineering and mixing all of it? I engineer, I like record myself recently. And then I just got a team that um, mixes my boy Mike from this band called Shinobi Ninja. We got a system. I'm like, yeah, my girl's been producing a lot of these beats named uh, Nini. She's from Atlanta. I met her online in some, a live stream, and she's just dope. Black woman from Atlanta. I never met her. We're working on a lot of stuff. I'm using, um, what's that website, BeatStars? I'm just like, yo, $150, whatever. Like, there's so many good producers on there for nothing. And, you know, if you want to just spend, you know, $300 per song, and then, you know, you add your little extra additives in, boom. That's it. You know, you spend some money on beats, some beats you get for free, some you do the splits, whatever, and just kind of works out in the end. Um, nonstop. Like now I'm like telling everyone, send me beats, send me beats, because one of my things is going to pop. And I, I just know it. Well, that so, you made the Hanukkah song and it did pop and you made it right where you're sitting. No. And like, yeah. so that's what that's why I'm going to get I'm getting mad at you because you need to do more of that. It's so easy for you to just rap where you're at. What's mm -hmm. keep that going? Okay. Oh, I'm going to do I'm going to do a song today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't need to wonder, oh, is this quality good enough? Like you have proof that it is good enough, that it worked. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm waiting for now. Now I'm just waiting for you to unleash it all. Mm hmm. Yep. I just did a new song and I'm like, oh, man, I like this. And my man. My man, Zach Cohen from Tucson sent me some beats and uh, Zico and he sang, he makes beats and dude's talented. I just put it out. I was like, Net and this is the year to collaborate with me because I don't really need, I just need help. The only thing I really need help with is being pushed to be consistent. And that was like on my new year's goals. It was like, I'm good at doing the stuff that I'm good at, but to really change your ways as an adult, you know what I mean? It's like, how do you, eat different you know you say today you don't eat bread anymore and you're like what do you mean and you realize damn like i really have bread everywhere in my diet and these snacks and cookies and sugar and that's difficult it's very simple but it's difficult because you're addicted to this lifestyle like for me it's easier for me to just rap outside i'd rather rap outside or freestyle 800 times a year than write 50 songs the freestyling is actually more work right but writing takes more patience, takes a little same thing. You got to slow it down a little bit. You got to switch up your attack. And it's really hard to tell the general of the army that says, oh, no, we're totally doing this different this year. And he's going to be like, what? This worked. He goes, well, you think it's working. But what if I told you that if you did it this way, it would work five times much as much? Would you be interested? And be like, show me proof. And he goes, you don't get it. Like, he's like, you do have proof already. It proofed in this one, in this one move you made that I got more streams on that one song than everything else I had done put together. You know what I mean? And you're letting more people. So, so for me this year, it's like, okay, 
just put your money where your mouth is and show improve and 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 this is what what's going to happen you know so that's the that's the goal man is to really become a relentless machine and and build up the uh the you know the streaming you know what i mean where people be, where i start becoming oh yeah i'm bumping that kosher deals bumping kosher deals and listening to kosher deals and be, oh the guy who raps outside like yeah, yeah, yeah nah but you, you hear his music and you're like oh wow let me let me dig into that so got a good formula going man it's you just got to keep consistent with it and it's like it's happening like you're in the mid the middle of it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah man and i gotta just get out of your own way and i think just artists in general like we need to get out of their own way and this is a great way for me to get help i mean the first album i ever did i did a collaborative album because i knew i wasn't able to finish an album by myself because i knew i was like if i could do half the song I was really had trouble finishing songs. I could do a good first verse or second verse. I would take out the first verse, let the other guy get the first because my second verse would be doper than the first. And then, you know, we get the hooks right. And now my, my album Freestyle Versus Written was like in Spin Magazine. It was right off the gate. We were like, yo, we had good PR. We did it properly. And, you know, now the internet is different, right? The internet is different. So in this situation, I got a calendar and that's my goal, man, to fill it up. This might not always be the songs that I want, but that's not the point of doing what I'm doing. It's like my, my music is going to be streamed by all different kinds of people. And I'm just going to, I'm just, I'm just trying to do all of it. And, and it also lets me have more time for myself just on like my personal life because I'm sticking to this system for a specific amount of time. It's like going to the gym three times a week and doing these sets and eating like this. And then at the end, it's like, you're not going to see changes right away, but in the ninth month, boom, all of a sudden you got abs and you're like, bro, this is crazy. And you know what I mean? Cause the body, it just takes a, a look. You don't really know how each body adapts. And that's sort of like hip hop culture. So one of those song goes bye-bye. That's all it takes. And then they go on the back catalog and then they, boost up everything you've ever made and then that's it you got it that's all. The at least you could see that on a simple level you could see that on tiktok right you see your big video on tiktok and all the other videos go up in views you get one like so that's what i'm doing on tiktok all the time that's what i'm uploading three times a day i tell people to do tiktok you can abuse and you'll see the most growth from ever paying for anything you get a viral video on tiktok and things just go insane for you mm -hmm. so easy to blow up on there mm-hmm that going too and it's like you don't even you don't need crazy videos or anything you need a video of you rapping put some subtitles on it so people can follow along that's all it takes spit about yeah. something controversial that's all it takes <laughs> it's true oh, it's funny because like you know i rap too i don't really rap often anymore though but like maybe like a year ago or maybe six months ago people were like very loud on social media about like israel palestine conflict right that's a controversial topic and like, whatever, I was feeling some type of way about it. So I wrote a little rap on it and I haven't posted any. Like, right. I'm looking at the TikTok stuff now and it's, it's, it's really interesting how one video goes, another one goes. Yeah. Like the one video that I made got like 30,000 views and I was like, Oh, dope. Like it wasn't anything that was too hard to make. It took like a minute. It was crazy. That's it, man. You know, controversy, this, that, and the third um stuff that resonates with people will always be listened to absolutely that's crazy man i love it nah man i think you're very unique i think there's no like there's no kosher deals there's only one of you there's no one who's running marathons rapping in the streets 
writing about Hanukkah songs, Jewish rapper at 40 years old, even rappers at 40 years old, like trying to hustle and make it like you're one of one. I love that. Yeah, man. And listen, I got in this year's most of the content's going to be I'm going to have so much music that it's people are like, it's not going to be Jewish related. You know what I mean? There's going to be a couple of things, but I'm just going to be making, you know, songs that I want to make. And, you know, I come from battle rap. So it's like, I'm just going to make as many songs as I can this year. Um, I'd like to make 50. I might make 26 because my birthday and that would be 26 would be, you know, obviously an equal 52. So it would be one every two weeks. And then like in between, we would have like performances of the songs, et cetera, just to let a little bit of breathing. But I might, I might do more. And some of the, the people that I look up to most, you know, about what they're doing right now, I would say, you know, even just watching what Chris Webby does and how it has Webby Wednesdays and just it's consistent build, 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 build. You go up consistently and people listen to usually when they, I think when people listen to you, they listen to like, not just one song, they're only like, listen. So, Hey, boom, 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 three songs. You know what I mean? That's, that's how they're listening. And I think just to give people more songs of mine to listen to is really the goal. I don't want, you know, I don't want it just to be one. And uh, that's it. You know, that's what happened to my boy, Sam, who produced my record. He had the stuff with Kanye and then he got, you know, a management deal and, and he, we were just talking about, man, I wish, I wish we released our album this year so people could listen to it. He's like, you could, we could release three new songs and make it a deluxe version. Boom. You know, nothing like it's, there's no rules anymore. It's really up to us. And with that being said, I'm probably gonna write a song today. So, you know, I love that, man. 26 is a lot too. If you, if you need help, like if you need people like for art, video. Ooh. I do need people for beats. I always need beats. I mean, if anyone's down to be like, Hey, let's split publishing and you know, whatever, like that's, that's what I'm just, let's go. You know what I mean? Cause I got my, I got my mixers. I got my mastering. I got my team. It's like, okay, this art, let's go. That's it. What's up? Oh God. I don't need, I just thought about this too. I, I would love for you to hop onto this. I run a, I run like a Fiesta freestyles on Tuesdays where we have artists tap in on the live and start freestyling. And it'd be sick to have the freestyle goat on there for one of these. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely tap me in and chop it up. We'll post it. I love it. I'm all, right. all about it. Oh, sure, man. It's been great. This was a great convo. I'm happy. I love it. It was a pleasure. And yeah. Or to for more from you, my man. Let's go. All right, dude. Absolutely. You have a good rest of the week, my man. Yes, sir. Let's tap in. Oh, should I give you guys my socials real quick on the on this? So I'm gonna tag yeah. it. But yeah, let them know. Okay, well, everything is Kosha Dills, K-O-S-H-A-D-I-L-L-Z. The uh, TikTok is Kosha Dills 826. That's my birthday. I was 26. Um, and then my website's koshadillsworld.com. So, yes, sir. Dills, in and out. I'll see you, my guy. Peace.